0: Podcasting from the Crystal Gondola in the Palatial Basement Studio in our bungalow in Edmonton's Parkview neighborhood. I'm Glenn Kubish. This is the Three Things Podcast. Here are three things from the past week that, for now, have left behind some tracks of happiness and gratitude. Number one, big smiles. We filled up on beers and bar food at Towers, and then Sheila and I brought down the average age at the McEwen University pub by paying our tab and leaving. We walked up a few blocks and took the bridge over 109th Street to Allard Hall and got seats at a fundraising concert for Ukraine. It felt quite undergraduate-y. The pianist John Stetch was the draw. He banged out variations on J.S. Bach, F. Chopin, N. Diamond, T. Swift, and S. Twain during the concert, which... Also featured a jazz take on beer barrel, polka, I think. A statue who grew up in these parts used the word tentacles to describe the connections re experienced being back around his Edmonton roots. My tentacle to him is slender. Our future mothers were friends in nursing school. His father had a dental practice in Norwood where around the corner our family dentist pulled teeth in what I sometimes suspected was a conspiracy with the orthodontist downtown to push them back together again. Watching John Stetch manipulate the piano keys while he periodically winced like jazz artists who are in contact with some other kind of metronome do was dentistry fantasia. On the final two tunes of the bill, the solo act turned quintet, featuring McEwen students on stage. He introduced them by name. Morgan on guitar, James on drums, Jeremy on bass, and Jacob on saxophone. It was a triumph. The players were happy. The audience was on its feet. Everyone was smiling for now. Number two. Roaring 20s. Whatever the opposite of statistical thinking is, that's what I do. I took a stats course at university. I was below average. I can't follow much from our financial advisor about the long term. Can't quickly describe the difference between mean and median. I hit a median driving a rental in Vegas. That made an impact. A bell curve was what CTV threw me towards the end of my time as news director. Actually, the opposite of statistical thinking is probably something that resembles TV newsroom thinking. Tell it to me in pictures with emotion or I'm not quite feeling it. These thoughts about what the truth looks and feels like have been piling up as Edmontonians enjoy what feels like a strangely mild and pleasant October. It's almost Halloween. I'm still wearing shorts and going barefoot in the afternoon. I'm still picking fresh tomatoes off the plants in the backyard garden. People start conversations with some version of, I can't believe how warm it still is this month. My skeptical buddy Chris can't quite believe the disbelief. He met my unseasonably late for October warmth newsflash with this question at Coffee Outside last week. When was the last October in history that Edmonton had a date with a 20 degree high this late in the month? The unexpected non-news answer was October 2021, yes, just last year. I think we always remember the worst case, and so we remember when it snowed in September or October a couple years ago, but we don't remember that it was 20 degrees on October 16th, just last year. Uh, You know, I remember when I was a kid, it was minus 24, one Halloween. Do I remember that it was also probably 15 degrees? A bunch of Halloweens, not so much, right? And so I think just... In Edmonton, we're conditioned. We remember those January deep freezes. We don't remember that it was six degrees in January a whole bunch of times. That's what I mean about people who think statistically. They like to knock the wind out of feelings. They make me check the cold data. I'm pretty sure I'm glad I know these people. 19 times out of 20, whatever that means. Speaking of 20s, and I did check this with Chris, Edmonton has now recorded 12 days this month where the high was in the 20s. The only other year that happened was 1923. So I'm right too. For now, it has been a postcard October. Number three, Alphabet. It's worth repeating. A great good of riding a bicycle in the city is how easy it is to stop. Stop to talk to our friend Wendy and her mother as they walk past us in the autumn glow from the Elms on 102nd Avenue last week. Stop to watch the sunrise as I pedal north along the McKinnon Ravine Bridge. The ease of stopping to experience things more consciously is the same reason I love reading. It struck me last week. I was going through a book on strategic communication, scanning the sentences like morning rush hour cars flowing across the bridge, when a few old words jumped out and startled me with new meaning. What those words were really doesn't matter, but what they did and then what I could do and did does. I stopped, detached myself from the flow, and then reread the words, and then read them again. I made a new tentative conclusion about things I had been thinking about, and about the good old unseen technology of the alphabet, and the way its letters make sounds visible on the page, which in turn makes it possible to stop, go back, and hear them, and consider them one more time before making up my mind for now. Thanks for being out there, friends. See you next time.